Let's really get into the word this morning and I want to encourage you, take some notes and um, have your Bible with you and follow along in the notes because I really believe that this word that God has placed on my heart for this morning is something that we need to hear in this time. Um, it's, it's truth from the word that I believe is always relevant, but I really believe this word this morning is relevant for the season that we are finding ourselves in. I mean, our friends in South Africa have now had their lockdown extended, um, and so I know that, that that has many consequences for many people, for many areas in our society. And so here in Namibia, we are, you know, we are maybe in a little bit of a different situation, but the reality is we just don't know what's going to happen. So I really want us to focus on the Word of God this morning. And my title this morning is Remember the Resurrection. Remember the, the resurrection. It's a lot of R's and a lot of S's, but it's good to remember it. Why? You know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith. Just think about this for a moment. If Jesus had not been raised from the dead, why are we even having this, this sermon? Why, what are we even preaching? What are we even basing our faith on? Just think about this. The foundation... The cornerstone of our Christian faith is based on the fact that Jesus himself was resurrected from the dead. Come on, people, that is good news this morning. If you think about it, every other religion, the, the leader of the religion is in a tomb. But our Savior, and I think Christianity is probably the only religion that has a Savior that came down for us, for his people, out of love, we don't have to work at it. We don't have to earn it. And he's alive. We worship a God who is alive. You know, just because we can't see him doesn't mean that he's not here. I heard someone say um, in this last week, oh, you don't believe in God, but you believe in the coronavirus, which you also can't see. That's something to chew on this morning. And so I want to speak a little bit about remembering the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And again, as we said on Good Friday, this is... This is the message of the gospel. This is it. This is what our faith is about. And I want us to remember that this morning, and not just this morning, but particularly in this season and as we go about our everyday life. Guys, this is not just a sermon that we listen to and it's great and, you know, we like Marissa and Johannes and it's awesome and, you know, then we go on with normal life. No, no, no. This is the power of the gospel that can save our souls. This is, this is what we base our life on. Amen. So it's really, really important that we focus on this. Okay. We have a, we have a Savior that lives today. And I want to read the following scripture to you this morning. 1 Corinthians 15. And by the way, this is a really great chapter. If you want to follow what the Apostle Paul taught about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He explains it here in 1 Corinthians 15. And I'm giving a little bit of context before I go into what, why should we remember the resurrection. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 8. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news that I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. If this good news that saves you, if you continue to believe this message I told you, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true, in the first place. He's reminding them of the gospel. Okay. I've passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. 
Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. He was seen by Peter. Now he goes on to explaining all the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' resurrection. And, you know, you might, as a believer, you might receive questions from people. Well, how do you know that Jesus was resurrected? How do you know? You know, you have those people who are really skeptical and, and they want to know and they want medical proof and scientific proof and historical proof that Jesus lives. And if you just do a quick search on the Internet, you'll find all of that. You'll find the historical proof, you'll find the medical records, and you will find all the proof you need that Jesus was in fact risen on the third day. So Paul is reminding them of all the people who saw Jesus after the third day, after he was raised from the dead. Verse 5, he was seen by Peter, and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, okay, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Well, they have all died by now. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. And last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. Remember um, Paul's um, Damascus Road experience where Jesus came and, you know, showed himself to, to Paul as he was crucifying all the Christians. And he had this radical encounter with the living Savior, with Jesus Christ. And, you know... Then Paul goes on to say in verse 14, and if Christ had not been raised, this is the point I want to make, then all our preaching is useless. If he hasn't been raised, our preaching is useless. And then your faith is useless. And verse 17, he says, and then you would still be guilty of your sins. So can we see this morning, why is it important that we understand the foundation of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ? If he did not, if he was not raised from the dead, then all of this is useless. So Paul made that point. And then we see that this is the point of our faith. But I want to get to the, to the crux of the matter this morning. As I was reading through what the scriptures say about, you know, Jesus was now buried. It was silent Saturday. Nothing happened. The silence of the grave was there. And everyone wondered, what now? Almost like a similar situation that we are in right now. The world is in crisis. Everyone is in grief. Everyone's going through all sorts of emotions and everyone's wondering, what now? What is going on? But what I find is interesting is that the resurrection was actually not a surprise to people. Those who follow Jesus, the disciples that spent you know, three years with Jesus in his earthly ministry, they knew that a resurrection was coming. Jesus, in multiple times in scripture, Jesus said to them, but the Son of Man will be glorified. He will be handed over. He will be crucified. He will be buried, but he will rise on the third day. So many times, whenever we read through the scriptures, we see that Jesus, particularly in the last six months of his ministry, he started to prepare his disciples. He started to prepare his followers and he gave them a promise. He said to them, remember, I will be raised. I will be resurrected. He even spoke through metaphors and he said, the temple will be destroyed, but I will raise it up in three days. And it caused so much offense and it caused so much confusion. In Matthew 16 verse 21, he said to his disciples, they mustn't be afraid. He will be crucified, but he will be raised on the third day. 
And then in John 11, verse 25, I want to read this to you. He speaks to Martha. Martha. Um, John 11, verse 25 to 26, he says the following. Um, where did I write it now? Jesus told her. This was now when, uh, when Lazarus was to be raised from the dead. Jesus told Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? And she said, yes, Lord, I believe you. And so I find it fascinating that we can see in the word that Jesus gave them a promise. He gave them a promise that he will be resurrected. But what happened in the midst of the crisis, when the crisis came, when he was crucified, when he was buried, and they witnessed the torture, they witnessed their savior, their hopes, their faith, their dreams die right in front of them. And I wonder whether in that moment of when all those things died right in front of them, where it got buried, they forgot about the promise. In their grief, in their confusion, in their fear, and in their doubt, they forgot about the promise. They forgot the words that Jesus spoke about his resurrection, the hope that he tried to give them, the faith that he tried to install in them, the, the truth that he tried to speak for them to hold on to, for them to remember that he was going to be resurrected. They forgot. They forgot. Let's have a look at Luke 24. And we're going to camp in this passage this morning. Luke 24. Says the following. But very early on Sunday morning, the woman went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And as they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. And so we know that these were angels. And the women were terrified, and they bowed with their faces to the ground. And the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. If you're at home, I want you to repeat this out loud, hearing yourself say this. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. That the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And that he would rise again on the third day. And then in verse 8 it says, And then they remembered what he had said. So it's like Jesus had to send, you know, the Father had to send supernatural help and intervention for them to remember the promise in their time of crisis, in their time of confusion, of doubt, of fear, of looking at the natural circumstances and thinking, Lord, how are we going to get through this? What is going to happen? Because I believe that that's the same for us in this season. We can watch the news. We can see the devastation of this crisis, this COVID-19 that has hit us, that has affected everything in our lives. It's affected nations, cities, the globe. Everyone is affected by this. Everyone. And they forgot the promise in the midst of this. And I, I want to ask you this question this morning, and I'm asking myself this in this season. 
What did Jesus tell you back in Galilee? What did he tell you? What did Jesus tell you about your marriage? What did Jesus tell you about your business before COVID-19, before lockdown, before all of these things happen? What did Jesus tell you about your ministry? What did Jesus tell you about your children? Those who don't know the Lord, those who are in difficult circumstances. What did Jesus tell you about provision? What did Jesus tell you about your finances? What did Jesus tell you about your health? Let's think about that this morning. What was the word and the promise we received back in Galilee that we maybe are forgetting in this season? Because in the confusion, in the fear, in the doubt, in all of these things that are happening, every day there's something new on the news and we keep scrolling and we keep refreshing. What is going on? What is going on? I feel like sometimes we can forget the promise, the words that Jesus spoke before the crisis. And so, church, now is a time that we should not be staying in our confusion, staying in our fear, and staying in our doubt. I want to remind you this morning that Jesus raised from the dead. The same power that lives in, or that raised Jesus from the grave, is the same power that lives inside you and me. When we have the Holy Spirit, that same power is on the inside of us. And I'm passionate about this message this morning, so I pray I'm not going to run out of time, although we'll do another recording. But I want to remind you this morning, remember the resurrection. Remember that. That same power lives inside of you and me. The promise that God gave us about provision. The promise God gave us about health. The promise God gave us about eternal life still stands. Even if it feels to you like it's been buried. Even if it feels to you like it's died. Remember on Good Friday we spoke about a kernel of wheat that has to die. It has to be buried and die under the soil, underground where no one sees, where it's silent, where it's dark, in order for it to germinate and to bring new life and to produce much more life than what it was before. What if God can use this time, this crisis, to produce new life to produce new momentum for the kingdom. If you're a pastor in a church, I get it. We've just launched church seven Sundays ago. Did not expect this. This was not part of the plan. What if God can increase how many people we are reaching with the gospel, even if we have to do it in our own kitchens? Okay? Think about that this morning. Remember the resurrection. What did he tell you back in Galilee? And I want to I encourage your faith this morning. We have seen the power of Jesus' resurrection again in the past two weeks in our own living word, living of word family um, across South Africa. We've had one pastor that he was traveling for the gospel and um, he was in a very high risk area. And he was, when he came home early, when he heard about the lockdown, he immediately canceled his trip. He came back home early, quarantined himself, did all the right things. And he was tested positive for the coronavirus. And so our entire church network started praying. Their church started praying. They were having communion as a family. Their children started praying. They started speaking life. They stood back on God's promise. Um, and I think it was yesterday or the day before, just before Easter, his second test came back negative. And he is healthy. And the doctor says, they don't know what happened, but he is negative for this virus. We had another one of our pastors um, up in the north of South Africa whose little girl um, by accident, drowned in their pool over this lockdown period. 
And they say that when they lifted her out of the pool, that her little body was lifeless, like there was no heartbeat. They started praying. They started speaking the resurrection power of Jesus Christ into that little body. And she was rushed to hospital and she spent a couple of days in ICU. And then after a week, she was released from hospital. She is perfectly healthy. She is perfectly normal. The doctors are astounded. They don't know what happened. But we know. We know that these people remembered the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And I want to share those testimonies with you this morning because I believe that it will stir your faith. I want to encourage you where you are at home. Don't forget his resurrection. Now is not the time to be fearful. It's not the time to be overwhelmed by fear. It's not the time to be overwhelmed by what we see in the natural world around us. Yes, there is a reality and we're not ignoring it. But we are in a kingdom that is above this world. We serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the name of Jesus is above every other name. Okay, the name of Jesus is above COVID-19. The name of Jesus is above Corona. Jesus is the King of Kings. Amen. And so, listen what happened further as we go down that story. Now, these women were at the tomb. They heard that Jesus was alive. And in verse 9, Luke 24 verse 9, it says that they rushed back. Now, can you imagine someone has just reminded them of the promise? It was like a light bulb then went on, you know, inside of their hearts. They were like, yes, Jesus did tell us this was going to happen. He is indeed raised. And so they rushed back from the tomb, verse 9, to tell the 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But listen to verse 11. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. This is the New Living Translation. So many didn't believe it. It sounded like nonsense to them. So many didn't believe it. And I'm astounded because these people were with Jesus. They were with these women. These are his disciples. They walked with him day in and day out. He trained them. He taught them. Um, they, he did miracles in front of them. He raised people from the dead in front of them. They were in the room. Some of them were on the Mount of Transfiguration, like they were there. And the story sounded like nonsense. Church, I want to encourage you this morning that a spirit of unbelief will choke the miracles in your life. It says also in Matthew 13 that Jesus couldn't perform many miracles in his hometown because of the unbelief in people's hearts. His own people, his own people did not believe. I want to ask you this morning, we need to get rid of a spirit of unbelief this morning. I want to read to you Mark 16, verse 14, where Jesus said, oh, actually, it says the following. It says, still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. And he rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief, because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. So even they, they heard reports from the woman and then many other people saw Jesus, as Paul explained to us earlier in 1 Corinthians 15. There were so many eyewitness accounts and his own disciples didn't believe it. Church, I know the reality sometimes when we're in a crisis. It can be so overwhelming, but I want to encourage you this morning. I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to remember the resurrection even in this crisis. 
How many times do we hear someone's story of a miracle or someone's story of an incredible testimony and we don't believe it? That is the spirit of unbelief at work in our lives and we need to get rid of that. We need to silence those voices. Unbelief is an enemy to our hearts. We need to get rid of it. We need to silence those voices. How many times when Jesus wanted to raise someone from the dead, he said everyone else out of the room and he only took those who believed with him. I pray that we will be a church that will believe. When everyone else says this is the reality, we will go, well, this is the reality of the kingdom. This is the reality of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And you know, sometimes the miracle will come when we are at the end of our end of our end. Sometimes the miracle will only come at the end when our provision has dried up. Sometimes the miracle will only come when the sickness has already been pronounced over us. Sometimes the miracle will only come when we are already in the place where we need it to have happened already. When Jesus was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, the Bible said that he waited another two days after Lazarus had died. I was like, Lord, how does that even work? And I can tell you that from experience, Johannes and I, those who are in our church community, will know the stories, they'll know the testimonies. When we decided to follow the Lord, to say yes to his call, and we left everything behind in South Africa to come and follow his call, to plant a church, and to extend his community here in Vintuk and in Namibia, we didn't have everything that we needed. We had to trust the Lord for every step of the way. And only once we had run out of the one thing, when we were completely empty, the Lord would drop the miracle of the next thing. We've seen him come through. Envelopes of cash when we needed it, exact amounts. When we started speaking of outreaches, we saw him answer at the time we needed it with a four by four, out of the blue. You know, whatever we needed it, when we needed to purchase new equipment or when we were finally getting ready to move into a building and we had to go and seek the Lord for it and find the building first, only then the finance was released. What feels like us, you know, receiving a miracle too late is actually not too late for God. Jesus was raised on the third day. And if you're in a place where you feel like you're, you're waiting on silent Saturday, I want to encourage you. The resurrection is there. The raising up, the miracle is coming in Jesus' name. Now is the time to increase our remembrance. I want to end with this scripture. John 20 verse 28. Jesus showed himself to Thomas who was doubting. And he made Thomas touch his hands where the nails went in and touch his feet and even the wound on his side. And then he said to Thomas, when Thomas finally believed, when he saw Jesus, he said, Jesus said to him, you believe because you have seen me, but blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Church, I want to encourage us this morning. This is a season where more than ever we need to live by faith and not by sight. This is our time. Romans 8 verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. Amen. So the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, think about this for a moment, lives inside of you and me. So I want to leave you with that thought this morning. Remember the resurrection. Remember the power 
that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and me. And I pray that the Lord would help us to show us what does that resurrection power look like in every area of our life? What does it look like in our marriages? What does it look like in this lockdown period for us, for the parents homeschooling, for those whose businesses are closed and they can't generate an income? Um, you know, for all of us, whatever way you are feeling this situation right now, I pray that the Lord would send His supernatural help, His angelic ones with um, words of affirmation, with confirmation, with promises to remind you of the word that He has spoken to you. And, um, you know, Johannes and I have a journal and we write down everything that the Lord speaks to us. Every prophetic word we've received ever for both of us individually and as together as a um, as a married couple, for the ministry, for our personal lives, everything. And every time I find myself in a place of doubt or in a place of confusion or where I'm just not seeing, okay, Lord, but this looks completely different to what you had said, I find myself in the pages of that journal and I keep writing. And you know what? Some of us don't have a prophetic journal. Well, this is your prophetic journal. This book has all the prophetic words in that you will ever need. I want to encourage you, dig deeper into God's Word. If you feel like you're bored at home, look online. There's a thousand Bible studies. Go deeper into the Word. Remind yourself of the promise. Remind yourself of the resurrection power. Because I do believe that God wants to pull us deeper. He wants to pull us closer in this time. And um, as we just close off the service this morning, I just want to take a few minutes to pray for some people. You know, that same Spirit is on the other side of this camera. And the Holy Spirit is present everywhere. And so I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray firstly for um, a group of people. Maybe you are watching this uh, video and you've heard the stories about Easter. You've heard the stories about Jesus. You've heard him raised from the dead, but you've never had an experience with him. You've never maybe set your foot inside of a church. Um, you know, you don't even have a Bible. Whatever your situation is like, I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus is alive. He's the only God that is alive and he's the only way to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And so I want to pray for you this morning. There is no other way to receive eternal life than through Jesus Christ. If you don't know where you are going to spend eternity because there is a life after this life. If you die today and you don't know where you are going, I want to offer you an opportunity to find that out. Jesus Christ can give you eternal life where you can live with him forever. That is why he raised from the dead. That is why he conquered death so that we don't have to, but so that we have a hope and a future in him. And if you, were, if you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, if you have never surrendered your heart, your life, everything that you have to Jesus Christ, I want to give you an opportunity this morning. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow and there might not be another opportunity for you to do so. And so if that is you this morning, and you'll know because your heart will beat a little bit faster, that is just the Holy Spirit touching you right now. And I want to pray with you, and all of our church um, community can just pray with me together in this moment. And I want you to re just repeat after me. Say, just, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for the word that I received this morning. Thank you that I am not called to do life alone. Thank you that even though I am a sinner, I have an opportunity to be forgiven. And so Jesus, I believe 
I believe in you. I believe in your resurrection power. I believe that you died a torturous death on the cross for me. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that your blood washes me clean of all my sins, past, present and future. I want to surrender my life today to you. Come into my heart. Come and take control of my life. I can't steer my life, but you can. I want to give my life to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, if you prayed that prayer this morning, you are now a child of God. His Holy Spirit, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is now alive inside of you. The Bible says we only need to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we will be saved. And so the second group of people I just want to pray this morning for is if you are watching this sermon this morning or you know you might be watching it after Resurrection Sunday, and you realize that, man, I actually feel like I have a spirit of unbelief in my life. It could just be for one area in your life where you're just not sure that you believe. I want to pray with you this morning and I want to ask that you would repent of that this morning. Give it back to Jesus. And give him an opportunity to speak life into your heart again this morning. To release faith into you. For whatever situation it is that you are trusting him for. And I want you to just pray with me and just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I am sorry for allowing fear, for allowing doubt, and for allowing a spirit of unbelief to come inside of my heart. Lord, I repent and I ask for your forgiveness. I ask this morning that you would help me in my unbelief, that you would fill me with your faith, that you would fill me with your spirit. And I ask Jesus for a fresh baptism in your Holy Spirit this morning. Help me to see you in every circumstance in my life. Help me to see your resurrection power in every area. Help me to stand on faith, stand in your word, and to remember the word that you've given me. And I just want to pray over you. Lord, I just thank you for every person watching this sermon today. Father, I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Fill them with your fire, Lord. Baptize them right where they are at. With the same Spirit that raised you from the dead, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you have got a great purpose. And you've got a great plan for all of us, Lord. And Father, that this situation, this crisis we are finding ourselves in is not a surprise to you. It is not new information to you and nothing is too big for you. Nothing is impossible, your word says. So Lord, I pray for every person feeling the, just the weight of this crisis. They feel it in their relationships. They feel it in their parenting. They feel it in their marriage. They feel it in their household situation. They feel it in their business, Lord. They feel it in their finances. They feel it because there's no food on the table. Lord, I pray that you would send your angelic army to help every person in their place of need. Thank you, Lord, that your word says that you are our provider, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow, but that through prayer and supplication, we can make our needs and our requests known to you with thanksgiving, and you will give us everything that we need. You are a good father. You are a good Lord. 
And I thank you, Lord, that you will come through for every person in their point of need. Lord, I release healing over every person that is sick this morning. Lord, we ask for your resurrection power to fill people's bodies right now where they are at. Lord, we speak to those illnesses and we command healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Whatever that situation is, Jesus knows. Jesus knows. I ask Holy Spirit, Lord, your word says that we can just send out your word and people will be healed. Lord, and I pray for a new spirit of faith to rise on the inside of us, Lord. Let us, be, let us be followers of you, Lord, that will not forget your promise in the time of crisis, that will not forget your words, what you had spoken to us before the situation. Lord, but that we will, we will live with faith, we will live with hope, we will live with expectation every day of our lives, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will also help us to be people of faith with action, Lord. Your word says that without faith, or without action, our faith is dead. Without works, our faith is dead. And so I pray, Lord, that you will show us where do we need to sow into people's lives? Where do we need to pick up the phone and encourage someone who needs it? Your Holy Spirit works through us, Lord. We are your hands and feet. And I pray in this season that you would truly show us, Lord, help us to reach those who need to hear the message of the gospel, who need to hear and who need to see and who need to experience your resurrection power. We thank you, Lord, that you are king, you are alive, and everything under the sun has to bow under the name of Jesus Christ, the Lion of Judah. And we just thank you, and we honor you, and we glorify your name, and we praise your name wherever we are this morning. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, church, I pray that word has blessed you and I pray that we will be people of faith in this season. And um, if you are in a situation where you are just really trusting the Lord for food, for dinner, for tonight, if you are in a desperate place, we want you to please contact us. We would love to see if there's any way that we can help you, where we can be the church for you. Um, and if you are maybe part of our church community and you want to help and you want to contribute, um, there are some, some places that we really want to be sowing in after Easter um, for food parcels, for those who really need our help in this time. We pray that you would let us know. Send us an email. Send us a WhatsApp. You've got all of our details and we'd love to hear from you. And so we pray that you have a wonderful Sunday and enjoy the rest of your Easter weekend. Be blessed.